1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: Welcome to Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Entertainment Network, the professional podcasters network, and we are brought to you by betonline.ag football is back you might not be at the game this year but you can still be in the action at betonline from game shreds to totals to team and player coaching props betonline gives you more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino as well it never closes uh they've got great prop bets online you can look them up like will tom brady throw up another pick 6 this week you can bet on things like that so head out to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again that's bet Online at AG and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Paul Catalina, alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Skandrick. in Orlando. Cowboys versus Falcons this week, and the cliche is teams improve the most between week one and week two. And obviously, the Cowboys hope that's true. Is that I know cliches are cliches for a reason because most of the time they're true. But as a former player, do you feel that that's true? I never heard that <laughs> okay <laughs> <The> first,
1: <laughs> this is the first it's a, maybe the first it's a media cliche it's it's one of ours <laughs> but you never heard that one no no this is this is literally this is the first time i heard this team's improve between week one and week two that's interesting mm-hmm. um i'm looking forward to this game though the the improvement i do expect to see the most is the cowboys offense i expect them to put some points up this week
0: now, there is a little bit of disconcerting news coming out on the Cowboys offense in that Tyron Smith has missed the last couple of days with a neck injury. This does happen from time to time where he won't practice during the week and he will play on Sundays. He's he's gotten to that point in his career where, you know what you can get out of him. But if they don't have him on Sunday and it's still an if right now you don't have Leo Collins. Cam Irving, your swing tackle uh, is out. You've had to bring in other people and you're going to be playing with two very young, very inexperienced players on either side of Dak Prescott. How much would that change the Cowboys game plan if Tyron Smith is indeed out?
1: It's going to change it a lot, but I can tell you one thing with those two tackles being out the Rams, the Rams, I'm sorry, the Falcons, (laughs) the Falcons are going to definitely change the way that they're going to attack on defense. Um, I could see them loading the box up with eight, nine people at all times and kind of forcing the Cowboys to protect and beat them them with their outside weapons.
0: Would you expect to see maybe some more quick passes uh, to get them? I mean, so, you know, Dak's not holding the ball as long or, you know, not as long developing routes so that, you know, you, you try to use those three wide receivers, you know, get them out in space pretty quick and then go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would, but I expect the Falcons to play with a lot of people close to the line of scrimmage. And one thing is when defensive linemen, defensive coaches, defensive players know that you're forced to pass it and they know it's going to be quick every time, you, I would expect to see an adjustment in coverages.
0: Yeah, and the last few years, though, when Tyron Smith has been out, that's been when the Cowboys have not, they've had problems, you know, replacing him. And again, you don't just replace. I mean, he is one of the great tackles. In the NFL, uh, he's he's going to, to Canton one day. He's that great of a player. So it's not like you just, okay, he's out for a game. There's somebody that's going to do the same, but they've had real struggles uh, replacing him over the years. And for me, I just kind of hope that they they can they can get through if he's not there. Now, I kind of expect him to play, Orlando. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just kind of expect that this is one of those things that he's, he's sitting out, he's getting treatment, but he'll be ready to go on Sunday. There have been kind of conflicting reports coming out of Dallas about that. But I, I kind of expect him to play through this if it's not too serious. But,
1: but this is his neck, mm-hmm. not his ankle, not his elbow, not his knee, his neck. It's concerning.
0: Yeah, it's very concerning. And and again, I, I get more and more concerned about Tyron as these injuries start to build up. Because again, he's still like, he's been in the league a long time. And I, I think sometimes you kind of excuse your like, but he's still a very young man. You know, he's he came into the league as a young guy. as You know, he was only like 20 when he got drafted. So even though he's been in the league for a long time, he's still... Not that old, so no, he's still he's still twenty nine years old. He turns yeah.
1: thirty. Yeah, turns thirty in Dece- December. He's he's relatively young, but these injuries, man, they're piling up.
0: Yeah, they are piling up. And again, uh, you would just wonder, you know, when does it come to a point where he's like, well, you know, I, I just I'm ready to move on. I mean, I don't think that's anytime soon. I hope, but you, you wonder, like, you got to start taking care of you eventually your body um, you know and, and again he's he's not even 30 yet so um, you know, he, he's had a great run so far uh, you know outside of winning a Super Bowl there's not a whole lot he would have to prove to anyone I mean he only has to prove anything to himself but you know achieve on his own goals I would think
1: yeah I think I think he wants to, to be healthy I think he wants to just get through these years and I think he wants to continue to play football but you know this next thing is something that they're gonna have to look at and make the best decision for Tyron and the best long-term decision for Tyron and this football team, you can go out there and you know, you can force yourself and get through it and make it worse. And then now you're looking at an extended absence or you can rest a week and be back week three.
0: Yeah. So, regardless of who's in there, what kind of gameplay do you expect to see the game plan different than last week against the Rams or will the Cowboys kind of just continue to do what they were doing? Just again, try and improve on it.
1: Um, I I don't even think they know right now. I think without having Ty at left tackle with having both of your tackles out the last time we've seen that, we've seen that team go up to the metal ends and lose to the jets. So, and this Falcons offense is much better than the jets offense. So, it's gonna be a grind. Yeah, they're and, definitely looking at an uphill battle without Tyron. And and look the, the the games that
0: they've won a lot in the past are the ones where they do you know run the clock, run the ball the best, you know keep it in Zeke's hands. But again, if you if they're gonna stack the box, that's gonna be a
1: challenge. I don't, that, I don't think that running the box, keeping it in Zeke's hands, that's out the door. Um, I don't even think that that's their style of play anymore. Well, I mean, it's not what McCarthy's ever done in his career, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's their style of play at all. Anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, when we talked about it last week, we don't really know what their style of play is just yet. Like we've only seen them one time with this, and Absolutely. and it was it was kind of uneven.
1: Yeah, I think they want to be a three wide receiver. You know, they want to be a passing team. I think they want to they want to win with flash. I don't think they want to win ugly. But at the end of the day, you just lost a tight end also. So do you? You're, that's another position that you're saying you don't know what you're going to get it from. Yeah,
0: I would expect to see, especially with you know both tackles out. Uh, I don't. I don't expect to see the tight ends. You know whether it's uh, Dalton Schultz or Blake Bell out on too many routes. Uh, don't do, do you think they'd leave them in there to block a little bit more?
1: I mean, yeah, but if your tackles can't block these defensive ends, I don't know what makes you think your tight ends can.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's true. And and look, the Falcons don't have the same kind of defensive line that the that the Rams do. I mean, it's 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 certainly a step down.
1: But I think, but they're would, not be, would, they're not awful. Would, you know, I would stand. I would be very very careful with that. I think the Rams have an amazing defensive alignment and Aaron Donald, probably the yeah. best defense alignment at the NFL scene in a long time. But. Yeah. The Falcons don't trot out there, just anybody. They have Tack McKinley, was highly drafted. They also have Grady Jackson. Um, Jackson Grady, I think his name is. Grady Jackson. Grady Sorry, Jackson, Grady Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Grady Jackson, who is very, very good.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm just saying that, like, Aaron Donald's not on the other side. I guess probably that should have been my point. Aaron Donald's not on the other side of the field, but it's not like this is a weak defensive line for the Falcons have, you know. <laughs>
1: Not you know, at all. I mean, Grady Jackson is a guy, who's a pro bowler in his own right. Yeah. So and
0: and the Cowboys ran the ball well last week. I thought they ran the ball pretty well. So, uh, but again, they didn't protect all that great at times. And and again, they have not established their identity of of who they are yet. We know, like you said, you can can kind of see who they want to be, but you know, who you want to be and who you are is is quite
1: often different things. Absolutely, Paul. But what I am going to say without tiring and already not having Lyo, and then you lose Blake you lost Layton you're 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 flirting and you're looking down the barrel of O and 2 if a couple things don't go your way yeah,
0: you, you really are. And and on the defensive side of the ball, that was not that was not good. They played better in the second half, obviously last week than they did in the first, but uh, that was not a good defensive performance last week. And particularly up the middle, and you lose you take, you know, one of your best linebackers out of that mix, and you know, you hope that Luke Gifford, who is, you know, who's one of your you know, backups that you were going to count on a little bit is healthy, so you don't have to go even further down that list of guys who mostly play special teams. Like it, it's kind of scary up the middle for the Cowboys right now.
1: I think it's scary all around. I'm just putting on my thinking cap and looking on what they got on the other side of the line um, for the Falcons. You got Brady Jackson, um, Allen Bailey, Charles Harris, who was a highly drafted rush player out of Missouri. And Dante Fowler, a guy who's been productive at getting to the quarterback. I think that, you know, you really need to sit back and look at this thing and say, the Falcons' back is up against the wall, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they, they gave up a ton of points last week to Russell Wilson, who was who was just lighting it up. I mean, just lit it up last week. So, you know, you would think that, you know, Dak could have a similar kind of game if he gets in that kind of role. But, you know, Russell Wilson also wasn't playing without his top two tackles.
1: Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott are two different yeah. quarterbacks. So they couldn't be more different.
0: You think? Oh, okay. I've always kind of thought of them as a little bit like, I mean, obviously uh, Russell's got a better arm than, than most people,
1: but I don't even, I don't even look at it like that. Russell yeah. makes all of his 90% of his plays outside of the pocket mm-hmm. that, that when Dak's playing well, he's in the pocket. He's on rhythm. He's making big throws. Always want to see them get Dak out. Of
0: course, I like to. I like it when he runs, but uh, I like to see them get Dak out of the pocket because sometimes I think that 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 screws up defenses. But you are right. I mean, he is. He is. He is at the best when he can drop back and stay in rhythm and all and all that. But I I would like to see them move Dak a little bit more and use his feet.
1: But I mean, you can. But when you're a three wide receiver team and you're not really a running team, I don't know how you get him outside of the pocket. That's just not their offense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. That's very that's very true. All right, so defensively this week, they have uh out like on the outside with the receivers, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, uh, that is not, that's everybody's matchup nightmare. They're, they're, they're both uh, fantastic receivers. Julio Jones is, you know, I don't know where he came from, but he's like he looks carved out of a mountain and runs, runs unbelievably big and strong and, and almost impossible to cover most of the time. Calvin Ridley had a great week last week against the, the Seahawks. He had, he had 10 catches. Uh, he, he, He's really starting to come into his own. Uh, what kind of a matchup nightmare is this for the Cowboys secondary?
1: Terrible one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terrible one. Julio Jones is one of the all-time greats. He has a great rapport with Matt Ryan. And then they went and acquired a very, very talented young tight end from the Ravens that we haven't. Yeah, he he had a chance to see scratch the surface. So they're going to have their hands full. And you just got to hope that Todd Gurley doesn't get back on track.
0: Yeah, I mean we didn't, I didn't even bring up Todd Gurley. You know, with like do the receivers alone and Todd Gurley, you know, again, got to get back, you know, kind of in the rhythm of what he was. If he if he's even close to that, I mean that that's dangerous dangerous for this Cowboys defense. Uh do they have to just maybe kind of pin their ears like pin their
1: ears back and go to I, mean, I guess if you want to leave Julio Jones on digs, can.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the matchup. And Mike McCarthy said he's, he doesn't feel like they need to
1: move digs off of Julio Jones. I don't think that they should. I think yeah. that, you know, he's, a, he's an NFL player, too. But this is one of the games, and these are one of the people that you can definitely, these are one of the games you can lose your confidence going up against a guy like that. You can be all pumped up one instead a week, and he makes a few plays. And now you start doubting yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, well... Do, I mean with, with when you go and approach a guy like Julio Jones and again like he is on a, on a different level of of, of talent uh, how do you psych yourself into that like not not let like the film intimidate you
1: I don't I think you watch film to know people's tendencies you don't watch film to look at their athletic ability mm-hmm. I think you go up there and you have a plan and you just execute it you're gonna have to do what what you're gonna do better than he's gonna do what he's gonna do and I think you know, don't get me wrong. No one in this league is unstoppable. He, he's very good, and he's going to make plays. You have to know that he's going to make plays. He gets paid, too. He gets paid a lot of money, actually, to make plays. Yeah,
0: I think that was the second most, right? Now that, that DeAndre got his his deal. Uh, I think Julio Jones is the second most highest yeah, do I don't know. It's hard to keep track of. It changes every week. Yeah. <laughs> it changes every single week. But uh, ultimately, defensive, defensively, what's the best I mean to the Cowboy? I mean and again we haven't really seen what they are on defense too much yet either they don't have an
1: identity over there yet the, the, the best thing that the Dallas Cowboys can do is just establish what they are establish who they are and do what they do better than the other team does what they do you're not going to just create different schemes every week so we'd be foolish to sit here and even talk about that they're just going to have to improve on the things they do well You'd be stout in the run defense Get to the get to the passer you know Challenge the receivers. Yeah. Create turnovers. Well, we have to figure out what they do well on defense. What do they do well? Right now. Well, that's not, that's yeah, not, I not mean, ready for us to figure yeah, no, out. They yeah, no.
0: well. Yeah, That's the day to figure it out. But yeah, we yeah. don't know that yet. We haven't seen what their you know, their defensive, like, oh man, you better watch out. And I do think the pass rush is probably if I had to guess right now, when you have Alden Smith and DeMarcus Lawrence and guys like that, like your pass for Everson Griffin, your pass rush is probably your biggest strength, but you know, you got. You still got to get there. You still got to make it happen. And they did it a little bit last week. Especially Alden Smith had a great game, but, uh, but they've got they've got to make it happen against Matt Ryan, uh, especially if they want to give their secondary any chance uh, this week.
1: In order, in order to win and let those pass rushers, you know, loose in order to unleash those pass rushers, you're gonna have to win on first and second down. It's it's really hard to rush the passer on third and medium.
0: Yeah, well, and, and again, they didn't they didn't win on first and second down last week. Agreed. Yeah, they didn't win. They, you know, they they got gashed in the run. Uh, Malcolm Brown had a huge game, and he was the you know he, he went in not even starting last week. So uh, they had a great game running the ball. The Rams did, and just like they did two years ago in the playoffs against the Cowboys, uh, I'm I'm hoping we don't see the same thing this week. And maybe there's some adjustments that can be made, or uh, and it's not just a they just don't have the guys up the middle uh, right now to, to to win at that point.
1: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure because I think from a defensive line perspective, they're pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. They are. Know, and I can't I can't put everything on the linebackers, you know, but they're going to have to make some plays too. They're going to have to just play better as a defensive unit. I don't think they played bad last week. They're just going to have to play better.
0: Yeah, I mean, they didn't, you know, they didn't give up like a bunch of big plays. I mean, they had a couple, but they didn't have, you know, and they didn't have that like oh man watch out you know it's it's a 20 yard play here a 30 yard play here they didn't have that it was just those seven yards six yards five yards eight yards dink and dunk down the field and, and jared goff's not a guy who's also gonna you know rip out the deep ball uh all, all the time either so you know he's gonna dink and dunk and they got dinked and dunked all over the place last week
1: I agree. Let's just say I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to seeing the improvement of the Cowboys. I'm looking forward to see what this team does facing a little adversity. And if Tyron is out, they're going to be definitely facing some adversity. They're already missing some other key guys, like I said before earlier. Blake Jarwin, Leighton Van they're missing Sean Lee, they're missing Lyle Collins. And, you know, just to, to see what they're going to do with their backs against the wall.
0: What does that do, especially, you know, not that this Cowboys team does not you know, isn't full of leaders, but when you don't have a Sean Lee out there on the field, when you don't have Collins and Smith out there on the field, how does that hurt in terms of, of, you know, kind of just cohesiveness and leadership and things like that during a game?
1: It's early in the year. So I would say like, that's a kind of a plus, you know, with those guys being out, it's never good that they're out, but also it gives a chance for next man up. It gives them somebody else an opportunity to be born in front of your eyes.
0: So you'd rather it like if you're going to have those injuries, you'd rather them be early where they could come back when you get into the meat of the season as opposed to, you know, kind of off and on throughout the season where it kind of beats you down psychologically of like who are we going to have this week?
1: I wouldn't prefer injuries at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I would like to have them earlier in the season, you know, where everyone's still young and they're still growing and you're still these teams aren't haven't I mean, hit their stride and they're not clicking on all cylinders and the Falcons are trying to figure themselves out as so as the Cowboys are trying to figure themselves out. So to have an injury right now, I would rather have it right now than week eight, nine, ten.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, part of this was going to be like, I kind of expected him to look a little bit better, but I think that maybe it was just optimism, but isn't is part of this to be expected in that yeah. around the league and that we didn't have a normal offseason? it's going to look different a little bit. And, and teams kind of adjusting to, to who they are and you know these injuries that are going to happen anyway but it looks like this year they're just a little bit more
1: as we, well, we've we, talked about through several weeks I, we talked about this about the injury standpoint and it just was going to take times to get take teams time to get back and take players time to get back into football shape and when you're pressing your body and you're asking your body to do something that it hasn't done at that speed in a while injuries are going to happen yeah, and, and
0: the Cowboys have had, I mean, and again, they, like they're devastating injuries. And, and I'm I'm very curious to see down the line, I, I this is obviously not going to happen this week because they haven't really brought anybody in, but what do they do about that tight end position and the passing game? Because the two tight ends they have are not guys who are well-known receivers. They're more blocking tight ends, second, third tight ends, and that's just what they were me, there for.
1: Just lets me know that they're going to be more of a three receiver set yeah. passing team. So where,
0: but where do you where do you think those outlet passes, the safety valve, where do those go? Do those wind up going to like just you know grit your teeth and hope they catch it?
1: They're gonna have to go to those receivers. They don't have a have a choice.
0: Yeah. So again, you're you asking a little bit more of the receivers now. You know we can talk about the matchup problems on the other side with the Falcons and Calvin Ridley but the Cowboys create matchup problems on their own. I mean the, the Falcons the Falcons have their hands full in secondary with the three receivers the Cowboys have.
1: They do, but I'm super concerned about them being able to protect Dak Prescott.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, the, we're on we're on this teeter-totter right now of what's going to happen. If Tyron Smith's able to play, you know, and and what, you know, does he and I don't know well enough to know that you know he is he a guy who's going to force himself into the lineup or is he going to err on the side of caution and say no look it's not this week it's not going to happen and the team going to do that which most of the time they do with
1: Tyron Smith Paul I think this is a health concern yeah this is just not a this is not a a, a, a stiff neck is not a nagging injury we don't even actually know what's going on but if it's something in his neck that's even keeping him out from being out of practice and moving around, I would say it's a it's a bit of a concern.
0: Yeah. He wasn't at the walkthrough this morning. So that, that is very concerned. I mean, not even there. So he's getting treatment and Mike McCarthy's like, they got 48 more hours. I just wonder with a neck, what's going to change in, in two days? You
1: know, maybe he wakes up and he's feeling amazing. How often does that happen where you wake up and you feel amazing? It's, it's happened. It's happened okay. where you woke up sometimes and you just, you know, you don't know what happened. You turn the corner, and you're feeling better. <laughs> Okay. No, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's good. I, like, I'm glad that you gave me something to be optimistic about Orlando, because <laughs> again, I I really I want to see this team. Like, I want to see the team. I guess at least part of what I have in my head under Mike McCarthy, because I'm very I'm very excited about him being the coach and what he can do there. It's just that there have been little obstacles in the way, and some of them are not little. I mean, you lose your tight end for the season, you lose Leighton Vander Esch for eight weeks, you don't have your starting right tackle to start out, you don't have, you know, uh, one of the best linebackers the Cowboys have have maybe ever had and and a guy who on defense has a, a mind like nobody else in the league, and Sean Lee, you don't have all those the first, you know, when you get to run out of the gate, so... You know, I don't know if we'll ever really get to see that this year because, you know, those things, you know, there's an ebb and flow of injuries and people in and out of the lineup. But I had this vision in my head of what this team could look like. I'd like to see it get somewhere close.
1: See, that's what we talked about earlier when we first started this podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's just staying healthy. Yeah. And, you know, on paper, yeah, it looked amazing. But when you got to trot it out and put it in between those lines, that's when it comes down, you know. The cow, this, this window windows close very very fast in the NFL mm-hmm. and if you don't take advantage of it and have some things bounce your way when your window is open it's a very very scary sight
0: yeah it, it really is alright Orlando thoughts thoughts on the game what should people look for uh, from the Falcons and the Cowboys this week what do you expect what kind of game do you expect
1: I just look for the team that can make the most stops defensively and the team that can control the Control the the box area who can control up front. The team that wins up front is the team that wins the game.
0: Is this one that comes down to uh trading touchdowns for field goals in the red zone? That red zone uh defense
1: every week, every That's week, every week. Okay. Every,
0: week. <laughs> every week. So, all right, so the two stats that we want our listeners to know is third down efficiency, red
1: zone defense, right? Absolutely, always third down efficiency, red zone defense, and rushing yards per attempt
0: rushing yards per attempt good deal see that's what you bring that i can't bring because i'm just a dude and you're and you lived it (laughs) (laughs) this is the believe in the cowboys podcast here on the believe entertainment network the podcast network for professional podcasters all right orlando enjoy the game this week we're back on monday to wrap it up and look back on the falcons cowboys and falcons this sunday this is the believe in the cowboys podcast